Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ready, Set, Real Estate with yours truly, Lisa Porter, Super Agent. I am so thrilled. We worked out the technical stuff, and our guest, Daryl Smith, is on. I'm going to just do this real quick and make sure I share this to our page is what I'm going to do. Make sure that... Um, We've got this going. I gotta refresh my page. And great. All right. I'm like stoked. And Daryl Smith, you guys, CEO of Cyber Visions. Daryl, welcome to the show. Hi, hello, how are you? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm so excited right now. I think it's I'm excited because of the information of what we're about to share is really what's got me super thrilled. Um, and I'm just looking to make sure we're good on. OK, good. So everything's good. And we are going to share just kind of things we've been talking about over the past couple of days. Now, you are currently where? I'm in Humboldt, Texas, which is uh, right on the outskirts of Houston. So okay. actually, you might as well say I'm in Houston, Texas. Right. Have seen the images, those who are not local to what's happened. And um, along with the uh, additional hurricanes and the catastrophes that have happened, this has kind of opened room for uh, opportunity in terms of those who are in this industry and what I titled today's segment is rebuilding and the rebuilders are you one of them and so we wanted to spotlight today just a couple of the things that we've been talking about in terms of the opportunities in business uh, also just really providing an invaluable service to those in the community that need the support but I think right now just in terms of the logistics and the real issues at hand right now, which is one we talked about are claims, uh, money, insurance, and your projects. So fill us in right now. And, um, and by the way, you guys, I, I, on the, on just the last segment, I was just talking about Daryl. So Daryl runs a business both here in Cali and Texas. And, um, he's a great resource in terms of the industry. Daryl, how long? About 14 years. No, 20. 20. Oh, my gosh. I, sh I shorted you seven? That's six. That's crazy. <laughs> Man, two decades of, in the industry. <laughs> two decades, yeah. decades in the industry. So you are, I was just like praising you guys because I said without people like you, this is one field that cannot be outsourced. No one outside these borders can do your work. You have you, your team, your company, someone like you, an entity has to come in and do it and it has to be hands on. I don't think we've gotten to the place where we can just do it in a non-manual labor way is what I guess I'm saying. But please bring us up to speed on just some of the things that we shared and we talked about. I'd love for people to hear your perspective of what's happening in terms of albeit FEMA, uh, the insurance, the claims, and turnaround time and trying to get some people back up and running. 
Well, I've been helping out uh, as many people as I can. Uh, some people have been fortunate enough, fortunate enough to get some FEMA funding, but FEMA does not have any money in their flood insurance program. So it's kind of hard. You know, we hear uh, the president talking about, uh, don't worry about it. This is going to happen and we're going to make it we're going to make it happen. And then it's not happening. There's a lot of people out here that, uh, for instance, I just talked to. A, she's 22 years old. She's displaced. She's staying with a friend. Her dad, who was staying in a shelter, decided to go back to his house. Volunteers are the ones that are going around removing the drywall. And what they're doing is they're removing the drywall from the ground up to four feet. So there's only so many volunteers and they've been, you know, they've done a great job in some of the areas, but most of those areas are in, you know, in the, uh, the richer areas, I would say. Uh, so some of the people like in Port Arthur, since it was the flood had impacted that areas so much, there's just too much work to be, that, that can be done by, you know, from volunteers. Right. Uh, one guy by the name of, uh, can I say name here? Um, as long, uh, no, no. Uh, you can get first name, I guess. Okay, well, there's a there's one guy that sticks out to me. His name is Vindale, and he's over in Port Arthur. His house is and is full of mold. Wow. Uh, the house that you saw pales in comparison to what wow. he's living in right now. And I just got off the phone with him. I'm trying to get him out of there. And I'm trying to assemble a crew to go over there to do it. Basically, he doesn't have any money. He's waiting on FEMA. He's been waiting on FEMA for, for the longest. I had an actual date uh, for of inspection with FEMA. And what I did is I really don't have any damage. So what I did is I just asked them to put him in my place. And hopefully they'll do it. Wow. They'll sit and sit there and see what they can do. So those are the kind of issues we're running into. We're getting a – and then some of the, the insurance companies are – you know, you have adjusters. I have an adjuster should probably come on and give you guys a little a reason why they're denying claims. But what they're doing, their job is to come out here to kind of help the insurance companies. So when you see them send a bunch of adjusters to an area, yeah, it's to help the client. But at the same, the, the most important thing is for them to represent that insurance company and to prevent them from having to pay out a lot of claims. So you have that don't want to pay and then you have have FEMA to dis and, and uh, the opportunities are for people like in California who have money who can come here and buy these properties that people are going to probably walk away from because if you walk away from the house they're not going to give you a foreclosure. That's one of the things that they are. So talk to, us about, talk, talk to us about that because you did send me a message and you were saying what they were they weren't penalizing people who walked away from flooded. Homes is that what? Yeah, if if you walk away from a flooded home right now, they're not gonna they they cannot uh, give you a foreclosure. Okay. So you can just abandon the property. But most people don't want to abandon their property because they've been there for years and years and years. You know, they've lost everything. There's lost treasures. They've lost. I mean, you have guys who've lost metals and stuff like that from the from the Korean War. I mean, it's just wow. it's just it's just crazy. Right, the devastation. This year, I don't know. If but could, but this is this is uh, actually what we what was in Vindale's house. Did you have it in your pocket? Yeah, yeah, it's in my phone. Oh, okay. But it's a, it's an alligator. Okay. It's actually an alligator inside the house. Yeah, an alligator. And that's what. Yes, because How big? the flood waters. 
He was a very big Wow. So. Oh, that's scary. And then, the, you know, there's there's like three hurricanes. I mean, there's there's Irma, there's Maria, there's Jose, there's Harvey. Uh, with that being said, the opportunities are a lot of us don't know about it as being an adjusters for the insurance companies. Okay. Uh, that they have a course that you can take online. It's called 360training.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go through that course, then you, you register. It's called All Lines, All Lines Adjuster. Then you take that 360training.com course, you put that, after you finish it, you go and uh, you register with the, the, the uh, Texas Department of Insurance and you become an adjuster. And then you're automatically on the list and all when these disasters happen, the insurance company will contact you automatically and say, help. So, and right. So what I did, I used I just dropped it into what? the comments so that people need a point of reference as they're watching this, that uh, in terms mm-hmm. of why you say that, uh, because you're saying right now um, on the opposite spectrum of that. And I just want to re- recap as you were talking about insurance, because in also in the mortgage industry, the FHA insured loans are designed to allow people who put less than 20% down to purchase a property and they insure the loan in the event of a default. So you guys, we're, this isn't foreign. What Daryl's talking about in, term, in terms of someone who is representing an insurance company is there to protect the shareholders of that insurance company. Um, the FHA insured loan. So in the event that you defaulted on your home and you have an FHA insured loan, they then will pay a percentage of the balance to the lender once they file the claim because of your default. So what Daryl is saying here in this aspect of those who are applying for claims and an insurance adjuster goes out, and and I, I can't imagine how many of those claims are being denied, or and that may just be something I, I feel like Pandora's is going to open with that, that – they'll start to scrutinize why claims are being denied and are these legitimate reasons to deny claims right now. Um, and, and I really can't expand on that because I'm not privy to the insurance claims world. But, yeah, like you said, you had someone, a contact who's who's working that. And I think education is key. The more knowledge we have, the more information we have access to, we would be able to navigate the scenarios that, are at hand right now, especially if you're on the other side of that, right? You're the person who's paid the insurance or may not. And I think some of the the things that you shared with me was a lot of these homes that were actually not not mapped as flood zones area didn't have have flood insurance. So they've been subjected to uh, having to either come up with it out of pocket, which is like what Daryl said, some of the wealthier areas are obviously um, will or would be able to recover a lot faster than some of these areas that don't where the individuals uh, don't have funds for the event of an emergency. So, I, Daryl, I just wanted to recap and reiterate on what you were saying in terms of the insurance world, in terms of business, in terms of right now that there are homes that the opportunity in an investigator. I'll send it to you. Oh. 
Okay. So, Daryl, what is that? Um, so, like I said, it's just interesting for me to see. I mean, you, you came out here what, last week for two days. You flew back out, and you're out there um, doing the work. And how does that – how is it looking in terms of opportunity for work in terms well, of those that are in your industry? One of the one of the things is that, I mean if you're if you have some construction experience even if you don't I mean you can sign up as a contractor out here typically in like uh, Houston Texas you don't have to have a contractor's license so it's easy and then there's opportunities for other contractors to come from out of state because they're helping them and assisting them because they need they need the help uh, then you register with FEMA and then you go around and you can pick up trash and build the the government. So that's one of the opportunities is, is trash cleanup because what people are doing is they're taking all their, their uh, damaged contents and they're discarding them, putting them out on the street, and then they're sending these big trucks to go pick them up. All those guys are subcontractors. Uh, as far as us, the industry, there's just so much work that it's dumb not to be able to get a job. And there's a lot Work if you don't know a lot of jobs out here. I mean, not just volunteer jobs, but there's just a bunch of companies coming out here that they're looking for help. The rebuild process, the big, the big issue we're gonna have here is rebuilding, rebuilding Texas, and it's mostly the southeast of Texas. Okay. Um, is finding enough construction workers. That's one of the scares that they're having. Are we gonna have enough people to help us build this thing back together? The other day I went, the Target was flooded. It's in the shopping center. They were redoing that, and I've never seen so many um, flood restoration people in my life. And wow. they're all in one project. Uh, so you said register with FEMA. So one of the things that you said in terms of just someone who's looking for work, and uh, and this is what I what I have seen, and I, my partners and I have talked about this. We were talking about. When you share that in terms of there's no penalty for those who are walking away from flooded properties that they were offering, I believe you said something about uh, interest investor opportunities to come out and purchase. So they are making it very attractive for outside money to come in and rebuild the infrastructure. That way it doesn't weigh heavy on the local um, agencies and the local governments, yes. uh, especially as, like you said, there's limited funding. Uh, and not only that, so we're talking about Houston as one aspect of all these other places that have been hard hit with now four hurricanes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, really, we're faced now with such a, a serious collaborative, cooperative economic effort, you guys. Like, this is so real that we have now been forced to work collectively with one another to support one another and to help rebuild our communities. I just, I just like, it just, for me, it's like, gosh, it's just so plain as day that we've been saying these things for so long, but now here we're in a forced position to do it. And I'm so happy, Daryl, that you're saying, hey, I'm seeing it. And I'm, I'm going to reshare the video that you did because I, when I looked, I just couldn't, it literally looked like a junkyard when you're saying that people are discarding all their possessions because it's been damaged, they've got to clear out the properties because of the mold damage. 
Um, and that's that's all what comes with real estate, albeit you're renting or owning. And I know, um, you know, as we've heard some of the stories unfold of people who've been impacted, it's this is this is one avenue that we can turn into an opportunity to rebuild. Yeah. Any other thoughts in terms of what we're talking about? Yeah, well, what, one of the, one of the things is that is when when you buy a house, especially in the is you have to keep in mind, you know, I know you want to save money on your monthly payment when you first get a house. You don't want to go on a payment shop, so you try to find a way to shave money. And most of the times, the first thing you want to shave is your insurance. Well, a lot of these people are taking the cheap insurance, and that insurance is, has a high deductible of six thousand dollars. So by the time the insurance adjuster finishes with their claim. Their, their payout is zero because of the deductible. So some of them are getting awarded water damages, but they're not getting it because their deductible is too high. Uh, another thing is that flood insurance only costs $451. Mm. Uh, you know, and some, typically it can cost, you know, but the deductible on that is 2%, 2% of the, of the, of the policy uh, limit. So you that we are not are not even aware of because a lot of insurance companies don't even tell you about flood insurance, you know, unless you're in a flood prone area. And right. most of the houses that flooded were not in a flood a flood area, a, a, a flood prone area, and they've never flooded ever. So uh, that's one of the things to keep in mind if you're going to live in an area like this. And even in California, there's there's insurances that you should get like earthquake insurance. Earthquake insurance, right, which most people don't have, and the premiums tend to, and that's, uh, for those of you, that's that's issued to, through the California Earthquake Authority uh, here, uh, because we know in California that's what we have. We have earthquakes. So um, you need to be mindful about certain things like that, because as we're talking about, and as you know, as I, I'm about the empowerment of the real estate literacy aspect. What does that mean when you're, when you're, preparing to, to buy it, sell it, own it, the management of it is protecting that that investment because this is quite an investment for you. So you want to make sure that in these events that you have uh, enough coverage and that depends on you. You have to determine what is of value and take that inventory. What would you, what would you, Daryl, what would you recommend as we're talking about inventory and things to keep in mind um, in terms of preparedness, right? Um, in terms, I, like one thing I can think about is easy, we all have phone cameras and it's just taking a video footage of what you have in your property in terms of do inventory. I think that's one of the easy ways. Take Use your camera and take pictures of what you have and that way you can just itemize, well, this is what I have, this is what the value is. Definitely if you're buying big ticket items, you guys still keep the receipt for that stuff because that's important. Um, yeah. Uh, what else in terms of Daryl that you can think about? And this, and this doesn't just go for property owners. I mean, you you also have renters, and then it's for renters, renters. There's insurance. renters insurance. So, and then there's a lot of people that don't even have renters insurance. So they're still, so they just lose, right. you know. So everyone's begging, begging the federal government to help them out because they didn't prepare. So, yeah. horrible situation. Right. Right. Uh, I yeah. This and this this is why I'm saying I wanted to shed a light in terms of what's happening 
But as we're talking about preparedness and we're talking about opportunities, because on one aspect of the spectrum, it goes both ways, right? There's a spectrum. We're all in that same spectrum. So we're going to have a negative aspect and a positive aspect. And I'd like to spotlight the opportunity in this that we can in the rebuilding. And if you're a person that is <laughs> humble, no ego side, you need uh, you need you need money, funds to continue to support yourself, your family, your community. Here, Daryl just shared in terms of the opportunity that uh, that the community is looking for in terms of subcontracting out trash cleanup because there's an immense amount of of now damaged uh, furniture, personal belongings that is now just being disposed and discarded out in outside the homes on the street. So this is a an opportunity for you to do that on a subcontracting level. And um, Daryl, you also said there was there another website or uh, that you wanted to plug in where people can kind of look into. And here's another thing. We're using this as a platform for people to, to learn because they have access to their phones. Not everyone has. I mean, I can imagine maybe laptops and computers have been damaged as well. Um, so as they're looking at on this on their phone, what other recommendations do you have? We talked about possibly looking into the insurance adjuster positions uh, and registering at, you said, 360training.com. Was that the website? Yeah, that's the training. Training for, yeah, that's the training. Insurance suggestions made between $300. If they're just going out to look at a claim and it's a no, they're going to deny it. They're going to get $300 just for showing up. Wow. Uh, anything after that, if they did measurements, they create this, the uh, estimate for the insurance company submitted. So you typically can do three or four claims a day. Right. I'm just throwing that on the screen for those who are chiming in. Insurance investors, opportunities, you guys. Um, I misspelled that, so let me do it again. Uh, insurance adjusters, uh, training, uh, visit 360training.com. Carol, we're going to get ready to wrap it up, um, and I just really want to thank you again for the just coming on and sharing this information because I thought it was I it was something that my partners and I were we were talking about in terms of real estate because uh, I think when we talked about it you said it's already happening right people putting up the signs that said we buy flooded homes right um, yes there it's already happening people are already in the motion and they'll be considering that uh, in the future in terms of purchasing and with that comes the management of that property. So it's one thing to say, I'm going to go out there and buy and just pick up a couple, but make sure you're connected with people who are out there that can refer you to either a property management company, um, make sure you're connected with some vendors. Uh, Cyber Visions is definitely one that you should reach out to. Uh, Daryl, let me, um, what do you have a, a link that you want me to share in terms of people getting in contact with you? You're already tagged in this on Facebook, so you're on Facebook. They can go to my website, uh, www.cybervisionselectric.com. Cybervisions, plural? And I would, yeah, plural or, or not plural, either, either one. Okay, so I just uh, cybervisions.com. And if you need anything related to what, are this, what is the scope of uh, the work that you do that way so people who are wanting to use, utilize your services that they're aware? Well, we do everything. 
We're doing okay. uh, we we do, we do concrete flat work. We're doing electrical. We do plumbing. We do windows, doors, roofing. Uh, doesn't we're a general electrical contractor. Okay, great, great, great. So again, um, cybervisionelectric.com. I just went to your website to make sure I plugged it in again. So let me uh, let me do it this way. Boom. There it is. Daryl Smith, CEO, Cybervisions. Again, he's uh, here to just share his information. Like I said, he's been on the ground, 10 toes to the concrete, right, Daryl? I've seen your videos. Yes, ma'am. I just, I just looked at your post, too. Was that the alligator that you posted? It's like this big old five-foot alligator, almost. Yes, yes. In the living yeah. room. In the living room. So, you guys, the reason why he's saying the police, and I saw it on his timeline, the police don't want you to return back homes is because um, there's a, a huge possibility that you may have an alligator waiting for you that's just kind of hanging out. So um, what are people supposed to do when they see that? Just as a matter of safety and precaution, what should they be doing, Daryl? Uh, what they should do is they should tackle it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, they call it game Take it warden. down. <laughs> Take it down. No, call it game warden. Okay, so they'll call the game warden. And they'll come out. Got it. I, that's just like surreal for me because I'm in California. What? Yeah. <laughs> that, Actually, but, another, another opportunity out here is that there's some houses that people that, that got flooded or just afraid or whatever, and they really want to sell them somewhere else. But there are houses out here at 5,000 square feet, 4,000 square feet, going for $275,000. Wow. So, I mean, if you want to live big, big, I mean, Houston's a place. Houston's a beautiful place. It's, it's a, a lovely community. I've never, ever been anywhere where the Houstonians love each other the way they love each other. And most people try to make us think that it's a big racist thing out here in the South. That is bull. It is a very loving place. It's very, very hospi- hospitable place. People are very friendly. And I'm here to tell you I love Houston. I love that. I love Houston. Right, right. Daryl, thank you so much again. I appreciate it. I'm glad we worked out the technical stuff, but uh, you definitely shed some light on what's happening, you guys. So make sure you share this with someone. Be sure to check us out next Wednesday on Ready, Set, Real Estate uh, for our next guest. And again, there's tons of opportunities right now. Are you part of the rebuilding? Are you a rebuilder? That's up to you. I'll leave that with you on your plate, you guys. Daryl, thanks again. Uh, We'll speak soon. Thank you.